The world needs hope now more than ever. Welcome to the Exalted Podcast, where every week I will bring you messages of hope, health, and healing. I want you to be unapologetic about your faith, your success, your health, and the miracles that God is doing in your life. I am your host, Jen Beyer. My mission is to equip you in your faith so well that you are able to be a hope dealer in your communities while being as generous as possible with your time, your money, and the talents the Lord has blessed you with. This podcast is sponsored by Exalted Health, where we are ending the war on women hating their bodies. Welcome back to the Exalted Podcast, where every week we bring you stories of hope, health, and healing. I'm super excited to have my friend Ashley Watts on me, on with me today. Ashley is a mom. She's got four kids, and she's an elementary school teacher by profession, but she has ventured into writing and speaking. Her her story is just an incredible story of God's grace. Um, Ashley is heavily involved with Pete's Run Deep, which is a space for herself and others to be encouraged in faith and identity. She felt called to create a place to bring authenticity and truth to the reality of our lives and to focus on being and less doing. Oh my gosh, so good. Um, Ashley enjoys being active when she's not writing and she can be found in the lake at the gym, sipping coffee and running around with her kids and new pup river. So four kids and a puppy. You are so brave. Welcome, Ashley. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. They keep my life full and fun. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I can imagine. So Ashley just published a book fairly recently, not another fairy tale. So why don't you just share a little bit about how that came to be. Yeah. So over the last few years, I actually walked through a divorce. And as I was processing and journaling journaling and seeking healing and seeking God's wisdom, I found myself in cycles and patterns of codependency. And what I did was I felt God prompting me to write down what I was learning so that when I hit those cycles or setbacks, I could read what I was learning rather than having to relive it and relearn it over and over. And it turned into a book. And he kind of just taught me that um, coming out of codependency, the, the truth behind that freedom you want from that is an identity in Christ. And so that is what my book's about. Yeah. And I just, it didn't start as a book. It started as my journal pages, but then I felt like God say, this is a book and you can help others through that too. Yeah. That's so good. So give us an example of codependency and like what that looks like in case somebody is listening and they're like, Oh, maybe I have that. What does that look like for you? Yeah. Codependency is just relying on other people for your value and worth. And if I, I need other people to be okay, to make sure I'm okay and safe. And so what that looked like for me was I put a lot of my value and worth and who I was in my spouse at the time and in the roles that I participated in. And so when those broke or shattered, then I lost who I was. And so basically codependency, you know, is that last identity in roles, positions or other people. Yeah. So walk me through like what this looks like, because I know this wasn't an easy process. Like this was a really hard time in your life and you already had a relationship with the Lord, but like, talk me through like what it looked like to just lean into that and just grow in your relationship with him and just break these cycles of codependency. Like what did that look like in the day to day? Yeah. So I really feel like um, as I was processing through this and trying to figure out 
where, what does my life look like now? What is mm-hmm. happening? Who am I? Who is God? Cause I had this idealism that this couldn't happen to me or something right. this big wouldn't happen. And so I really felt like one day, this is a story. Um, one day I was done with counseling and I couldn't figure out what was going on. And I was just stuck in that codependency and wanting my spouse to name me as wanted or enough or loved. And sure. I felt like my counselor at the time was like, drive to a cemetery and let it die. And we didn't know what it was, like what that was keeping me stuck. And so sure. I literally was driving. I drove to a cemetery. I um, didn't want to. And I was like, fine, I'll do it. Because I felt that pull or that prompt. Yeah. Like drive to a cemetery here. So I drove in and I got out and I walked over to just across because I didn't know where to go. And I felt like I, I sat on the ground and I was like, God, I do not know what you want me to do. And I had been a Christian my whole life, raised yeah. in a Christian home in the church. And from that point, before that point, I saw God as like far out there in heaven, looking down on me, mm. Um, you know, more like the God who has rules and lists or is mad or ha- unhappy with me at times, yeah, which is yeah. not who God is. Right. And I felt like in that moment, I was kneeling there and I was like, God, what do you want from me? And I felt like he was like, I want you to lay down your old life in me. Wow. I want you to lay your old down your old life and start your new life in me. And I was floored, right? Because I'd been a Christian for what, 20 years at that point. And God went from being a faraway God to an up close God, a personal God. And I felt like he was speaking to me and saying like, I am near, I am inside of you. I am with you. I am not absent from your pain. I'm not absent from your trial. I want to walk you through it. And it was that little yielding of going, okay, yeah, I saw my life and how I had lived and these patterns of codependency and pleasing and people pleasing and working to earn value. And I could literally see it almost in a hole. And I felt like he allowed me to see that and be like, yep, okay, I'm willing to lay that down. And I just said, teach me then. I don't know how to live. And I feel like that was the beginning of that yielding where that transformation started happening for me. Yeah. And And just seeking God. What a beautiful, what a beautiful picture of a prophetic act, like driving to a cemetery, letting that part of you just go and then asking mm-hmm. him like how to make it new. I think that's just beautiful. And in so outside of the box, which is just like our God. Yes. Yeah. When the funny thing is, is after, um, after I was leaving, I saw that the name of the cemetery was actually called resurrection cemetery, which is <laughs> symbolic in and of itself, which is really cool. So yes, God works in really intricate ways like that, which is awesome. Yeah, that's so good. So this was really the beginning of kind of like transforming your day-to-day relationship with him. Is that accurate? Yeah, yes, it was. Yep. Because I think Mm -hmm. that's... Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, it really took that from me sitting alone on my couch reading my Bible to knowing like, no, he's right next to me. He's within me he's not far away. And it brought that intimacy that I hadn't experienced prior to that. Right. And I think that's so common with people is that they, they go to church to find God or they go to their Bible to find God. And he's absolutely in those places, but he's Mm -hmm. also just like right next to you because he is omnipresent. Right. Yeah. 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 And I mean, that's the gift he gives us of the Holy Spirit to be in us. Right. Right. And with us constantly. Yeah. Yeah. So this starts your relationship and just it's it's a pivotal point in how you communicate with them. Is that accurate? 
Yeah. And I think I was more aware of his presence and his love for me. So I didn't feel so alone. I think before Mm. that I felt alone and isolated and I kept asking God, where are you? Where are you? And, and I feel like that was his answer is like, Hey, I'm here. And he was opening my awake, like awakening my awareness to where he actually is and how he actually moves in my life. Yeah. Yeah. So what comes next after this totally transformative moment in the cemetery? Like we have these moments that totally change the course of our story, but then there's like the day-to-day actions. So like, what does that look like for you going forward? Cause your whole relationship with him has been transformed in this moment, but yeah. what does that look like the next day? Right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's funny you ask that you think like all of a sudden you're like, okay, now I'm good. And I don't have that struggle or that wondering, but no, the next day you're like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. The (laughs) next day you're like, okay, I remember God told me this. He showed me he's with me. And it's those little steps and in just coming to him. And it was different at first being like praying knowing he's right in front of me rather than praying and thinking he's super far away. Mm. It was those little shifts of coming to God and journaling and reading the Bible and, and asking him like, what, what do you want me to, to glean off of the text that I'm reading right now in the Bible? Like showing me, um, that he's close and that he wants to talk. And I think that was a huge thing is me learning that as much as I feel like I want to talk to God or hear from God, he wants to talk to me more than I want to hear from him. And he's constantly revealing himself and talking. And as I take steps and walk forward, I think my awareness has changed and my perspective on knowing I can like make that phone call to God, like I would to a friend or my mom or whoever I'm calling for support. That's so good. And I think we also, even like people that are walking with Christ, we're so good at telling him what we want, but we struggle to sit and ask him like, okay, Lord, like, what are you doing in this? And then waiting and listening for that answer, I think is the biggest piece of that. Because like you said, he wants to communicate with us. So you start hearing from him, share, share Mm -hmm. just how he starts showing up in your life that was brand new to you after this pivotal moment. Yeah, I think, I think God's been showing up my whole life, right? And I've been naming it as different things like, oh, that's my gut or my intuition or things like that. And I think that's the Holy Spirit revealing himself. So I want to say that he he has been speaking the whole time. It's yes. just, I didn't identify that. Yes, um, that's such a good so, point. Yes, I started um, journaling. And so I would sit in my bed and I would journal every night. And I felt like um, I just had the impression that God wanted to sit with me and, for instance, have tea with me, which Love is it. kind of funny because I don't like tea. But it's about it's about spending that quality time. And so yeah. as I would sit, and get all of my thoughts out on paper, it cleared space in my head to actually sit and be present and hear God speak. And when God started speaking to me, I would go, is that, is that my voice? Who's speaking that like type of a thing. And that just comes across as thoughts in my head, but I would write it down, which was really helpful. And I know I'd take my notes from, you know, writing and having that tea time with God. And I'd bring them to my counselor and I'd be like, how do I know if it's God? How do I know if he's speaking? And just as I was growing in hearing his voice, um, 
I was also growing in understanding how he spoke. Like Mm -hmm. I would be reading some fiction novels and it would all of a sudden jump out at me that this character, God is showing me what true love looks like through these book characters. And I was like, it was just kind of like a knowing like, oh, this Mm -hmm. is what love is. It happened with music and books and, and, um, and movies even. And then it would be hearing God speak through words. And then I'd be in the grocery store and all of a sudden I feel like I would just start hearing lines of words coming into my head and I would just stop and I'd be like, okay. Um, the other thing that was new to me is I felt like God gave me pictures and I like to say pictures visions is a word, but sometimes that doesn't feel accessible, you know, to people, but Mm -hmm. it's just like a mental image where God gave me a picture of me with my adult children in church, because walking through divorce, I was really fearful of what would, what would this do to my kids? And I felt like one day in church, he gave me a picture of me with adult children standing around me and all of our hands were raised praising him. And it was just those speaking so moments to me that really like healed my heart and build tr- built trust between myself and God too. Yeah, that's so good. And I love, I love that you talk about the knowing too. Like it's just something that like drops into your spirit or your heart and it's a knowing. And as the Lord's been training me in this, because I've been walking in this the last couple of years, like I've asked him for confirmation on different things, like because you never know as you're learning, especially was that my thoughts? Or was that the Lord, right? And he's used other people to confirm things over and over again, too. So if you're listening to this, I just feel like that we're supposed to share that. Like, if you feel like the Lord told you something, but you're not 100% sure because you're still learning, ask for confirmation and he'll, it will show up. So I know that I had an incident recently where I felt like he was telling me something about where he was taking my career and I, it, it felt so huge and so big. I'm like, that can't be like where he's taking me. Cause it has to do with like some really sensitive body issues, like transgender and, you know, victims of trafficking and things like that. And within like 24 hours, he had three people confirm that. So it's just interesting how he'll show up for you in that. So I just felt like I was supposed to share. But give us another uh, example of just um, how he's been training you up in in specifically hearing him and his relationship. Because we know that there's no formula, right? Right. Um, Mm -hmm. It's And that's why it's tougher to learn and teach, I think, is because he communicates with each one of us so uniquely and usually in our own language. So do you have any other stories that you can share? Um, Yes, um, I have a few. So I was in the grocery store one day and I was actually in the middle of writing my book and figuring out how do you depict what real love is? And I was newly into trying to eat a different way. And so I was having no grain. So I love pizza and that's my go-to when I feel stressed out, whatnot. It's another issue. (laughs) (laughs) And I was walking down the grocery store aisle and I saw a meatless, dairy-free cauliflower crust pizza. And I felt like God stopped me in my tracks because I was looking for something I could eat that related to pizza. And so there it was, meatless, dairy-free, pepperoni, cauliflower pizza. And I felt like God was literally like, this is exactly like love. Everybody searches for love, just like pizza. Okay. But 
you can buy a replication of it and it's going to cost you twice as much and it's not going to be the real thing and it's not going to taste as good. Or you could have the real thing. And now I know pizza is not as healthy as God's love versus love in the world. Right. But that's the same thing. You're going to search for love and um, your identity in other places in the world, Mm. but it's going to cost you twice as much. It's not going to be the real thing. And it's going to leave you empty at the end, just like a cauliflower meatless dairy pizza would. (laughs) And so I just like laughed because God is using these little subtle ways to get at me like, okay. I am going for something that's not even real when he's offering me the real thing. Um, So that's just funny. And just being able to sense and hear God. Um, Another thing that he's kind of teaching me is that, like you said, it's not a formula. I will go and sit in my bed and want to write and be like, okay, God, here I am. Like, speak to me. Tell me, tell me about my kids. What should I be aware of? What's going on? How can I pray for them? And like, nothing happens. And I'm like sitting there and I'm getting no words, but this is the way he's been speaking. Right. And then I'm like, okay, so he's not speaking. And I get frustrated because I'm like, oh, I want to hear from him. And so I go paddleboarding. And as I get on the water and start paddleboarding, then he starts speaking to me and showing me pictures and just showing me that he's with me. And I'm like, okay, so you're going to reveal yourself in different ways. And I think he wants us to rely on him. And not the strategy we use to hear him, yeah, you know, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, that's yeah. Good. So, and then another thing in worship, um, at our church, I just feel like he's been giving me pictures and they play out like movies in my head, whether it's something that happened in real life, like reading books with my kids and playing tag and having dinner. I was questioning, where are you in this when I have these four kids and, I could use another set of hands and where are you, God, this feels hard right now. And then he'll take me through that picture and show me the places he is sitting and reading with us, laughing and playing with my kids in the living room while I'm cleaning up. And I feel like he's showing me in real time in a movie in my head, you know, where he is, which is another way I've heard him speak. Yeah. What a comfort though, as you're walking through this new season, you know, as a single parent, four kids, busy life. And what, what a beautiful picture of just comfort and how he's come alongside you though. Yeah. And as I've, um, as I've discovered, I feel like he wants to show me like he's that well, the well that never runs dry that you continually Mm -hmm. go to, but there are different ways to approach the well, right? but you're going to the same source. And if for everybody, like you said, it looks different. Maybe one person it's like through artwork. I know somebody who Mm -hmm. connects with God and expresses like what they see and hear from God in art. And that's not me, but I love that he expresses his way just based on your personality, which shows how much he knows you too. It does. It does. So we also do biblical dream interpretation at my ministry school. And I'm blown away by, as I've learned about how he shows up in dreams, right? Which mm-hmm. is so silly to me that I didn't realize he did that because it's all over the Bible. But anyway, um, how he has presented himself in those dreams in my own language. And like, I just mm-hmm. want more of that. And as I've asked for more of that, he's given me more dreams and revealed more of himself and trained me more within dreams and taught me. And it's just, it's incredible as you lean in and start to really pay attention how much more he just, it's not that he shows up because he's always been there, how much we're aware that he shows up. 
Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes too, it's in hindsight. I've had a situation where over a span of two weeks, certain things have happened, isolated experiences Mm -hmm. that don't feel like God or connected. And then all of a sudden something brings them all together and you're like, oh, there he was. That that was all you, all of those isolated experiences. And he yeah. kind of just brings it full circle, which is really yes. cool. Yes. I love it yep. when he does that too, because he's just so good at, and he wants to train us. Like he wants to teach us. He wants to increase our gifts that our spiritual gifts that so much of the church has shut down, but that that's how he mm-hmm. like builds relationship and builds trust and builds. Yeah. So good. Any last Absolutely. thoughts to share with anybody listening? Um, my question, or I guess my thought would be like, try ask if you haven't heard from God yourself, or you're not sure. I think he loves us saying, okay, will you show me? Will you tell me? Will you speak to me? And then create that space in your life to listen. And that was hard to do at first, but silencing the things that need to be silenced and just creating, you know, those five, 10, 30 minutes, however long it is and sit and wait on him whether that's on a walk, sitting and journaling, artwork, whatever that is for you, where you create that presence and awareness. I'd say go for it because he won't disappoint and he'll always show up. Yeah. Yeah. So good. And where can they find your book as you walk through some of this? And you share a little of your story, but most of the book, if I'm remembering correctly, is learning how to receive from God. Is that accurate? Yeah, the first part of the book is kind of um, how I came out of my fairy tale life that I thought I had and found reality and identity. And then the second part is experiencing God and how do you practically do that? And again, it's not a formula, but it gives you some like things to try or ideas. Yeah, practical practical advice. Yeah, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So So you can get my book on Amazon. You can also get it on my website, which is peacefriendsdeep.com. Perfect. And I will put all of that in the show notes so they can find you. Uh, The name of the book is Not Another Fairy Tale, which I just think is such a fantastic title because so often we think that's what we want in life is that like fairy tale life, but that's hardly ever, that's hardly ever reality, right? (laughs) True. That is true. That is why it's named that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, Ashley, I just want to thank you for coming on today. I just appreciate your vulnerability and sharing this story. And I love how the Lord has um, just used you through this time, like use your story to grow. And I just, I am excited about what's to come through you. So would you just pray us out and just release? Uh, I just feel really strongly that there's, um, someone listening that just needs some hope and encouragement, um, maybe walking through the same thing that you just walked through, would you just pray us out and just close us out? Yeah. Heavenly Father, thank you so much that you see us and that you are with us and that you are near. Thank you that you are a God of relationship and you desire to speak to us and connect to us and hear our hearts as well. I just pray that um, as the listeners are processing the information and getting curious about God and the relationship that you want with us. I pray that you would um, reveal your love and your kindness and your presence. And I pray that you would um, just open up their awareness to be able to hear you and see you um, and feel your presence and your tangible peace that you offer. 
Um, we have a lot of trials in this world and we know that you offer peace and comfort and joy that are outside of circumstance. And so we just pray that right now into everybody listening. And we thank you that you are a present God and that you are with us. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you liked what you heard today, it would mean the world to me if you would take 30 seconds and give me a five-star rating, write a quick review, and subscribe to the podcast. And share it with any of your family or friends that you feel like this episode could bless. It helps get the word out more than you know. Or if you know someone that's a hope dealer and has an incredible story that needs to be shared, go to my website at www.exaltedhealth.com forward slash podcast and fill out the podcast guest form. The world needs these stories of Jesus now more than ever. Or if you have a miracle or testimony of an incredible Jesus moment, you can go to our website and fill out the testimonial page for a chance to get a shout out on the podcast. We'll see you next time. 